One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, before we get into this week's episode, I do actually have some genuinely exciting news. Well, it is exciting for us, and hopefully you'll feel the same. The Spooning team, including myself, are going on the road this summer. We're partnering with Pub in the Park, the UK's premium food festival, where we will be doing this show live. Yes, it's your chance, our listeners, to come and see us make complete fools of ourselves in front of a live audience. We will be, of course, interviewing your favourite chefs and some of the fantastic musical acts that are performing at this year's events. It kicks off on the 16th of May in Marlowe and then goes on to Chiswick, Reigate and St Albans. You can get your tickets at tickets.pubintheparkuk.com. Your ticket will gain you entry and you will see a huge array of music artists including McFly, Paloma Faith, Gabrielle, Busted, and many, many more. Come have some fun with us. Hello and welcome to Spooning with me, Mark Wogan. You join me here within the hallowed portals of the Groucho Club where this podcast is recorded. Each week, my special guests will have two specific dishes created for them to challenge their food loves and their supposed food hates. The difference is they'll be eating them blindfolded. You can follow me at Spooning with Mark Wogan through all the usual social media channels, plus we've got a YouTube page. So, my guest this week is a man of many guises. He's been a scientist, a comedian, an actor, and now he's an author. Please welcome... Ben Miller. Welcome to Spooning with Mark Wogan. Thank you so much. We are going to challenge your perceptions okay. about what you say you love food-wise and what you think you hate. Because okay. the whole principle of this is there's really no such thing as a bad ingredient. You've just had it cooked badly for you. Okay, I don't like this premise, but yeah. But before okay. we get into that, I think we should give you a little drink here. Here we go. First, this right. is your favourite drink. I think I know I what believe. that is. Tell us what that is. This is um, a drink, actually, that I got into when I was making Death in Paradise in the right. Caribbean. I don't drink alcohol. Everyone was drinking tea punch, they called it. I think that stands for little punch, but I'm not right. quite sure. And um, what it would be would be quite a lot of rum and then it will be some tonic water a slice of lime i've kind of adapted it so I've, obviously i've mixed the rum what i've got is i've got my tonic water i've got my slice of lime which by the way is on its own a fantastic drink in its own right and then i've added a little pinch of angostura bitters yeah. just for a little bit of well just flavor. a little bit of dryness almost isn't it naughty dryness yeah. now interestingly another version of that is you swap out 
the tonic water for ginger ale, mm -hmm. right? That is called a Brandon Flowers. Brandon Flowers. Because that's what he drinks. <laughs> that's what he drinks. That's what he drinks. Is he an, a non-alcohol drinker I, I don't as well? know, but that is, that is his preferred beverage. I know this. I don't know that'd why I know this. That would be sweet for me. I think that would be a bit sweet. I like a bit of ginger ale every so often. Though. Yeah, I like, a, I like a bit of ginger ale every so often. Yeah. But having drunk it non-stop for about 10 years before I discovered this, I just couldn't go back. As an also fellow non-drinker of a number of years. Yeah. We both had a shady past. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can start with one of those, but I can't stay on it. I then go to water with the basic principle that water's already boring, so you can't get bored of it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I like water, but water is surprisingly hard to come by at any kind of place where you're offered drinks. That's what I find. There's a kind of... Drink apartheid. Well, no, there's this thing, right? isn't it? So you go, do you have any water? Tap, all right. No, no, no it's not. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, they go to the USA, can I have some water? I'd love some water. And they go, okay. And that means and then nothing happens. <laughs> no, That's just, what I find. They, they, just go, go away. they get everyone a huge drink. I was like, like a bath with sort of bits of pineapple and stuff sticking out of it for everybody else. And you go, there's the water around? They go, they go what? 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 A glass of water? And they go, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you really meant that? But it is sort of, it, it is sort of changing, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's changing. I, I mean, I'm a not lot, a fan actually. of a... Can I sip this? Just yeah, yeah, sure you have. It, it is it, yours. Like, yeah. It is yours to sip away. Oh, that is good. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Now, you might need that to wash away <laughs> <laughs> the taste of this. Okay. Because this was one of the things you said you absolutely hate. This? Can you guess what, what is that this? is? Oh, is it, is give, it give lambs you're in? No, try as I might, I couldn't get the lamb to pee directly into the shot glass. <laughs> Yeah, it's lamb's urine. What's it? <laughs> Look, what? you, you, you put it down as a drink you absolutely hate. It's not giving anything away. Hate. Give, it, give it a sip. Okay. Give it a sip. No idea what that is. It doesn't... It certainly doesn't taste nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's aloe vera juice. Uh, uh. What I really hate about aloe vera juice is when you buy <laughs> a bottle of aloe vera juice... Merry hell is that stuff in the bottom. It's like little beads of sort of glutinous. Well, I'm it, assuming it's aloe vera, but like in a in a sort of like pustular ball frog spawn. The hell yes, like frog spawn in the bottom. That is disgust. That makes me want to absolutely ejaculate vomit. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just horrendous. It's slimy well, and it's slippery. So you drink this juice, which I rest my case, tastes quite like lamb's urine. And then when you but drain like it to the, the bottom... the fact that you're going for some more. Well, it's supposed to be good for you, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like no. most things I mean, are good for you. You don't actually have unpleasant. to drink it anymore. I don't want you to can wash it away with your favourite drink. But it's the, it's the texture of those frog spawny things in the bottom. Well, that's why I don't get bubble tea. Mmm. Bubble tea. That's the same thing. It's like... What is it? I don't understand My it. children are obsessed with bubble tea. It's so disgusting. Well, it's they like... never drink it, though. It's like the other stuff, Prime. They go, oh, Dad, please, can I have some Prime? And they're literally like... Oh, <laughs> 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 and then they, yeah. keep, and they keep the can. They keep the can or the bottle. Yeah, because, or the bottle. Because this is some the thing. influencers... The influencer told them it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, now, same with bubble tea, isn't it? Going back... To your use, how is food growing up for you at home? Was good cooks in the house? How was it? I, 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 I. <laughs> it's fine. 
your, your mother will never see this. Well, um, there was a good Bavarian chocolate cake yeah. that came out occasionally. Should we leave it in the Was that from Iceland? I think it was a different time. It was very much the meat was the focus. Like it'd be a chop, it'd be a mm. lamb chop, it'd be a pork chop. That was always meat. But you grew up in Nantwich. In Nantwich in Cheshire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lots of wonderful, wonderful food around. <laughs> None in the home. It was a Bavarian chocolate cake that was very nice. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, you know, it was nice. Oh, it was good. It was like a kind of biscuit, like a very solid. It was, mm. it was really, really nice. That was that was fantastic. I loved caramel pudding. I used to make that myself. You know, you get out of the packet, get some milk, and you'd add... This really was... It's like I brought up in the sort of Second World War, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit like the Second World War. It was the 60s. It wasn't that long after the Second World War. And you'd have a... You know, you'd get, so you'd get a, some milk in a bowl, and you'd have some powder, and you'd put the powder in the milk, stir it around. I guess that was some sort of dried custard, and then that would set in the fridge, and that was a, called well, a caramel a, pudding. Well, I mean, that, that's just angel delight, isn't it? No, no, it wasn't angel delight. That one you put, get some milk, and you put some powder in the milk, and then you get a whisk. Oh, very different. Very, very, very different. The key thing is the whisk, there. <laughs> but you, you left Nantwich, and because you are infinitely brighter than you make out. <laughs> Wouldn't be hard. You, you yeah. went to Cambridge. Mm. Now, do a lot of people know that you're actually a scientist? I mean, no, I, know you, I know you did no. a programme that sort of alluded to it a while back. But it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a funny thing. I, I'm basically a bit spectrum-y, mm. and, and, and like my normal everyday intelligence... Is that, is is that a, a diagnosis? Self-diagnosis? Yeah, spectrum -y. Okay. My normal sort of everyday intelligence is a bit below average. <laughs> But I'm, I've got a weird kind of... Some people stare at pubs and then sort of draw them sort of freehand. I've got a bit of a weird thing with sort of mathematics and physics. I was really pretty average at everything else, but, but good at that. So that's what I did at university. Well, you had to be yeah. pretty good because you went to Cambridge. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was. I, I mean, mean I wasn't as good as most people at Cambridge. I mean, they were really good at it. And was yeah. that because you then turned to the dramatic arts? You felt, yes, I, need, I, I need another get... string to my bow here. It was partly that. It was also partly that I did a lot of it. So I stayed on to do a PhD as well, which I really, really enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed the degree but it was quite full on but my PhD was a bit less workload and I started I was really really enjoying it and I went to I got one of the best jobs I think you can probably get which I was working in Cambridge Science Park and there was a company that were there was like research and development which is basically inventing stuff so I'd work with a team sort of inventing things can we invent a new type of hearing aid so can we take Sorry? so Sorry, terrible joke. <laughs> good, good joke, good joke. Bad for me for not getting a joke. But basically, we'd invented, you know, they'll kind of look into uh, anti-pilfering devices we worked on. Uh, and I thought, well, this is a, as good a job as you can possibly get. And I was there one night, and we'd invented this kind of type of security gate. And the idea was, you know, I won't go into the sort of uh, the ins and outs of it, but basically it was a way of stopping people stealing things from shops. And you'd have to pass through this gate, as you often do now. You pass through a gate. You often don't see that it's there, but there's a gate there. And as you pass through the gate, you set up a signal that shows that you haven't paid for whatever it was. And I was at night, I had this hall probe, which is a small device. It's a type of crystal. Um, uh, on, a, on a probe. And I'm measuring the... This can measure magnetic fields. I can measure the strength of the magnetic fields. So, basically, I'm there. And that's about one o'clock in the morning. And I've got this gate. It's an anti-pilfering device. I've got this hall probe. I'm going to measure the hall probe. It's on a stand. I'm holding it. And so I'm trying to get a three-dimensional measurement of this field. Holding it on a stand. One centimetre that way. 
and what's the name? Came right down in my book, in my notebook. I moved it one centimeter. I went like that, and I thought, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like that. I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go home. And I put the bubble down for and I got a post-it note, and I write, I am leaving, and I am never coming back. And I stuck it on the gate. And they phoned me up, you know, because I was, you know, I was living in Cambridge. They phoned me up two days later and said, Did you leave? Did you like leave when you were measuring that? the uh, magnetic field of that gate. Did you leave a sticker saying that you're not coming back? I said, yeah. They said, but don't you want your money? And I said, no, I don't want the money. I'm just never coming back. <laughs> OK, OK, fair enough. And then I thought, well, I've got to find something else to do. And I guess I then kind of sort of committed to doing comedy, which I'd done a bit of when I was doing my PhD and had really enjoyed. But at that point, I'm like, OK, I'm really going to go for this. And you met... Some bloke other people I, might have heard Alexander of. Alexander Armstrong. Yeah, okay. it was so fantastic. So I'd left for about a year. I did some fringe plays and stuff. I was showing a uh, flat with Jess Butterworth, actually, and he was in a play. He's done well. He's done very well. He was in a play with Xander. He told me about Xander. Then we met. We had this fantastic night, me, Jess and Xander, on a barge that Xander was living on in Chiswick, where we got very, very drunk. And he was playing piano, and we were kind of singing songs all night. And it was just... I thought, this beats measuring the magnetic yeah. field of that a security gate. Most things do. Just. Yeah. We started doing sketches in comedy clubs and then built up our act. Yeah, I'd have left in 91. And by about 94, we had an act, went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, got absolutely hammered. Uh, and I remember the, the review that we got, one that really broke my heart, said, was in Time Out, comedy section, it said, Armstrong and Miller have invented a new kind of comedy. One that isn't funny and has no jokes whatsoever. <laughs> but you, you, you didn't take that as a sign and you persevered. No, and that was the making of us, really. I think at that point we thought, OK, well, it's, you know, we knew it was working for some people because we it was working in the clubs we were doing. We, like, we obviously we haven't found a way yet of doing this. And then we really worked hard. I mean, we worked properly hard for two years, sort of non-stop, and went back two years later with, a, 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 like... It was the difference between night, night and day, really. It was funny and had It was jokes. actually funny and it had some jokes, yeah. 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 It was incredibly lucky and we got onto the Paramount Comedy Channel, and which is now called Comedy Central or something, I think. But anyway, and then we went from there to Channel 4 and then from there to the BBC. Well, you appear to have had a I... post-it moment with acting because then you went, no, I'm going to be an author instead. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're on your 11th book. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which... Which I have to say I've read. Yeah, well, that's, and that's way beyond the call. No, no, I've read Thank and you. enjoyed it, and it is Once Upon a Legend, yes. and it is a story of giants all linked in with Merlin and, yes, and, yeah, and yeah. the Knights of the Round Table. There's a nod to that. I don't know what age in particular your books are aimed at. Is it sort of pre well, my kids, really. I started writing them when I had kids, um, and it's I sort of... I guess I'm sort of aiming, like, six, seven and up. And you're right. I kind of felt that when I, when my own kids started reading stories, I feel like there's nothing there for kids who want something a bit more classic, who want something... So my stories are kind of adventure, they're magical, they have strong morals, they're really about what's the right template for living? How should you set your compass if you want to kind of find your way through through life? You know, how are you going well, you you to navigate it? You know, you cover the subject of divorce and you cover, yeah. cover the anxiety yeah. that kids may feel around that and, yes, and how yeah, do they yeah. cope with that? And you cover 
how to combat difficult behaviour and, yeah, and yeah, all those yeah. things. So it's, yeah. it, it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. I have to say, I may go and read some more of your things now because <laughs> it might well, actually teach you. me how to be a better parent. <laughs> but there well, is thank th you. There is one thing in this book, yeah. and you raise it. It is mm. a very, very important debate, which is that of these. Oh, oh yeah. The Jaffa cake. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, in yeah. the book, there is the... What are they called? The tea time... The tea time assortment. The tea they're time assortment. A sort and of motley crew of vintage plane enthusiasts yes. who rally towards the end of the story to, to help Marcus defeat the giants of the, of the story. They're all named after biscuits, and one of them wants to be called Jaffa Cake, but Colin is insistent that it's yeah. not a biscuit and therefore he can't <laughs> be called Jaffa yes. Cake. Yes, yeah, so one of them's called Custard Cream, so it's Custard Cream calling Malted Milk, Custard Cream calling Malted Milk, and he calls it his call sign is Jaffa Cake, and they all just, yeah, they all pounce on him. Now, the Jaffa, Jaffa Cake's not a biscuit. The Jaffa Cake is divisive <laughs> in so many ways. Yeah. One, because... I hate the, the things. You personally. hate them? Yeah. So you... Do, you... <laughs> We've got a whole plate of them here. <laughs> we were going to we were going to experiment with various ways of okay. eating the Jaffa cake. Oh right, okay. Because if it's not a biscuit, why is it in the biscuit aisle? It, I mean, what is it? It's a it's the clues clues in the name. It's a cake. It's clearly a cake. Now, because obviously there's there's the approach where because of its roundness and its softness, you can get a good half moon bite into it. Oh well. What well, you see? What is that stuff in it? I mean, is well, it marmalade? What is it? No, it's like an orange jelly. What is this? Hold on. Look, the scientist is coming out Look now. He's dissecting Look it. Look at this. We've got a... So we've got a, a, a... We've got a essentially a sponge substrate, but it's quite a dry mm. sponge substrate. On right? its own, not that appealing. On its own, not that appealing. And we've got a very thin layer of very orange thick jelly. orange... I'd, I'd say marmalade, but I'd... Yeah, it tastes like marmalade. Okay. Yeah. It's marmalade, but it's got no peel in it. And then some cheap, crappy chocolate over and the top. And then some chocolate that I just think... Quite a low cocoa bean. Oh, I was going to say, if that's ever been anywhere near a cocoa bean, it was just because it was close to some other biscuits. But therefore... In the chocolate... Okay. In the biscuit. So uh, you've taken a scientific approach to that. <laughs> is it a cake or a biscuit? A hundred percent that is a cake. And I'll tell you why it's a cake. It's this sponge layer here. This is what... <laughs> it's, it's the, it's the this curious... really strange, mushroomy, sort of <laughs> fungal sponge. I mean, when you I don't pull like it these apart... Do you know why I don't like these things? Why don't you like Because my sister loved them when, when we were kids. She was mad on Jaffa cakes. My sister, my sister Bronwyn, funnily enough, had a very odd diet when she was a child. She only ate cold baked beans from the tin and Jaffa cakes. Those are the only two things. And she made it to adulthood? She's absolutely fine. 100% healthy adult. Defies belief. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. got to that point in proceedings, I'm going to move that out of your way. Okay. We've got to the point in proceedings where I get this little item out and I ask you to put it on. <laughs> it's not the first time someone's put one of these on in the Groucho Club, is it? <laughs> no. No. Certainly not on this show, anyway. <laughs> right. Okay. So, I'm bringing in the first one. Uh, i got to say, I feel quite vulnerable now. Good. That's okay. the whole idea. Yeah, okay, good. So I am removing the cloche. Oh, and this smells good. In front of you. Oh, what is, is this? Now, I'm going to feed you. Okay. Okay. So open wide, here it comes. Mm. Mm. Now, tell me what you're experiencing, what the oh, flavours are. Tell oh. us all about that. This chicken's absolutely delicious. It's in, could be like a tagine, or, yeah, I'm getting, oh, some wonderful, wonderful flavours. Not hot, but... Full of flavour and spice. Oh, it's so good. You can take the blindfold off and yeah. observe it. So you've actually got a, a kofta, so a meatball, spiced with... Uh, that tasted like chicken. I know. You see, this is the problem. You remove the site, it throws everything out. And then we've got a little spiced chutney with that as well. So what? It, it plays to your love of all things m Morocco. That's insane. We put that one together yeah. based on your love of all things Morocco. Mm. Why... Morocco. Morocco. You have a home there. I do, yeah. You know, I mean, Morocco now, really yeah, yeah. is in your yeah, DNA it really now. Is. Moroccans, really. I really, really, I, I just adore Moroccan culture. And it all started when I was a student. And um, you could, you know, the interrailing thing. So you could interrail, there's probably something still like that going, but for a fairly large but not, not impossible sum of money, like about 100 quid when I was... So this was in the like late eighties. You could you could go for a month. You could go on any train you wanted anywhere, and people would usually go in, around Europe. They'd go to Greece and they'd go to the Greek islands and then they'd come back. But I read the small print, and I realised that you could on an interrail card you could actually go around North Africa as well. So the same interrail card for the same price would take you. You could drive, and I figured out that you could go all the way around the Mediterranean and then cross from Sicily into Tunisia and then go all the way around the railway system in North Africa. There was a railway running all the way from, pretty much from, where did we go across? I don't know where you cross into Tunisia, but all the way around the coast of Tunisia, then Algeria, then Morocco. And 
I did it because I really wanted to go to Algeria. I was really fascinated by Algeria. It was communist at the time and it was the nearest communist country to the UK and it was just kind of a news blackout. I didn't know anything about it. And when I was there, it was like the year before it was quite a serious revolution. So it was quite a febrile country and it was quite dangerous, actually. So the people were amazing. incredibly pleased you were there as yeah. a young man. <laughs> well, luckily, then nobody knew how dangerous it was. So when the, when the revolution happened the following year, I wasn't that surprised... But the world in general was travelling in these amazing railway carriages on these amazing railways all around the sort of north of Algeria. But I have to confess to wanting to go to Algeria quite quickly because every time I got out, there was, there was like nearly a sort of kicking off, you know, wherever you were. And then I got to Morocco and instantly felt at home. And the Moroccans were just so welcoming. There's a thing that happens when you're a student travelling in Morocco. First of all, they think you're going to buy a carpet. So they take you to their sort of uncle's carpet shop and they try and get you to buy a carpet and you just say, I've literally got no money, I've got nothing, you know. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, come to the ceramic shop. So they go to say, you need to buy this bu- this bowl in my brother's ceramic shop. He's like, no, I literally haven't got a penny. So they go, okay, go and buy this tagine. Um, this, this fantastic tagine or this, or this teapot. And you go, you really don't get it. I've got nothing. They go, oh, you really have nothing? have everything that I have. So then I was invited to people's homes. They fed me. They gave me a place to stay because by then my money had really run out. So I'd gone all the way around. Um, You know, I was like on the last leg of the journey. I had such a brilliant time. And that sort of has been almost like like an umbilical bond with that country ever since. And And then obviously kept going back. And then I didn't go to Marrakesh that time. Everyone I spoke to in Morocco said, you have to come back and go to Marrakesh. And, and yeah, when I, and when I did finally visit Marrakesh, was, for me, that's a completely magical city with just, that's, I mean, it's ancient, but it's so, and there's a way of life that's been really, really well preserved, but they are of course super smart, super educated, and it's very contemporary as well. And Morocco's in just a city of a country, just such, you know, it's like one of the, Solar power is huge in Morocco, you know, lots of great car manufacturing has done in, in Morocco. Uh, and at the same time, there are these artisans in a suit basically doing stuff out of the Bible. I mean, you walk around the corner and it could be, you know, there's some guy banging on a bit of metal. I've got another set of spoons for you here. So I'm just going to move that one out of the way. If you wouldn't no, mind, no, sir, popping your blindfold back okay, on one okay. more time. Okay. Is that on and secure? Do you know I, I wear I'll... one of these at night? I mean, I really, I'm really into... What you uh... do in your private time is none of our concern <laughs> here. But in front of you now... Yeah. ...is two spoons again. Okay. And I will feed you this spoon uh, okay. again. And this, we're hoping, will take you back to your childhood. Open wide. Okay. Tell me what you're experiencing there. Mm. Well, I like it. You do like it. It's crunchy. Any other flavours coming through? Is there a kind of cider vinegar type flavour? There's a, there's, a, there's a little hint of sharpness in there. Yeah. I don't like this bit that I'm eating now. <laughs> what can tell me the, why you don't like that? This is horrible. Whatever this is. <laughs> It tastes like mushrooms or something. Oh, it's horrible. That's really bad. How could you do this to me? <laughs> could it be that it's ox liver? 
Oh. <laughs> you can take the black. Oh. But how could that be crunchy? Because <laughs> you put a little thing on it. Yes, we got a little. So you know, I take it you won't be having the second spoon of that. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> That is so gross. Literally. What, want what, to be what sick. is it with what I is it with you? I literally want to be sick. <laughs> I literally want to throw up. <laughs> oh. I want to be sick. Oh. Well, I... I hate that. <laughs> because when I was at school, this is what they fed us. It was trays of the most disgusting grey liver, and someone would have to be server. And it always used to make me always used to make me laugh because the server would always save the smallest bit of liver <laughs> for themselves. Like completely, completely the opposite to every the way it always works with everything else at school. So here's a huge piece for you, man, and here's a really nice big bit for you, Mark, and here's a tiny bit of liver for me. It was so disgusting. So no matter how hard Chef has tried, we have not been able to mask the horrors that is liked ox liver. The, I was happy with the crunchy bit, and I was happy with the. Um, there's kind of like a, it's kind of a what would you salsa almost mm. with it, and I liked the taste of the salsa. But, but then when you... I got to the liver, it's like, Ben, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on Spooning with Mark Wogan. I hope you've enjoyed oh, Spooning you. with me. I have. Yeah, yeah, I have. You've been very gentle. Excellent. Well, every success with the book, and enjoy Morocco. Ah, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this, uh, this liver. <laughs> don't eat the this. liver. You don't have to. A massive thank you to Ben Miller for joining us today. His book, Once Upon a Legend, is out now to buy. You can follow us at, at Spooning with Mark Wogan through all the usual social media channels. My guest next week is the fabulous Helen Skelton. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.